Today we're going to take a look at a report from Headset on Nevada, do a deep dive into Nevada, even though it's a smaller market in total cannabis sales, their immense tourism industry puts them at the top of the list for cannabis sales per capita. So in this Headset report, we're going to explore sales, product categories, pricing trends, demographic data, and more. All that coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. So Nevada is one of the smaller uh, markets that headset tracks. They had a total market value of uh, almost $700 million, uh, $693 million to be exact. They're sandwiched in between Oregon and Maryland and primarily driven by tourism. So despite having a relatively small number of total sales, Nevada's total sales per capita, again, in in 2022 is one of the highest along with Colorado. So with a population of just over 3 million, one of the smaller states that headset tracks, but normalizing that sales totals for population size as they near that top of the list, tourism, again, definitely has an effect on that uh, region. Although a relatively new emerging market, not without its uh, issues of experiencing what everybody else is, that includes uh, sales and pricing coming down. So total sales from January to October of last year declined 13% and nothing new there. But Nevada sold nearly 800 million in cannabis products last year. And so I have to to hurry up if they want to catch up to that. So that puts them in the category with other legacy markets experiencing some double digit year over year declines like Washington state negative 13 and Colorado negative 16, Oregon negative 17. How does Nevada differ for their product trends? If we look at uh, Nevada's share, a lot of the category trends they share with other markets, but then obviously some differences too. So some of those differences seem to show a stronger preference towards flower and pre-rolls uh, while concentrates um, are, are have less sales than the rest of the market by about three, three and a half percent. Flower pre-rolls, you grab and go. Again, this has a, a big market for uh, tourism. The folks I know who are in Nevada don't go to these stores. Um I've been to them. They're they're tourist traps, but um, interesting to check out nonetheless. We've mentioned in other markets like Arizona and California, other places where the um, category share of flowers coming down around 40%. So this is a perfect example of where flower was at 46 and now is around you know 42 and a half and heading down. So still dominant form factor uh, in Nevada with flower, but moving towards the, the the average. So flower share and total sales has fallen eight and a half percent year over year. And that'll probably keep going down. Most of that market share is being absorbed by vape pens. So a lot more discretionary. You can use it at work. You don't smell. Uh, and so going from pre-roll to vape is kind of a, a maturation point, I guess, as people kind of continue to, to use and want to um, consume more during the day without judgment, if you will. Vape pens is the second largest category nationally. It grew by 5% last year um, in Nevada. So that's on point. Edibles is a little bit over national average and so are pre-rolls. And that's eroding some of that flower market share. Back to the tourist traps, those are a lot of those multi-state operators. Um, a lot of them um, 
do their thing regardless of where they're at. So there's kind of no individuality or, um, you know, sense of, of, of the market in, in, in Las Vegas, for example, uh, Nevada has 102 dispensaries in total, which is pretty crazy because it's probably like five mile strip in Seattle. <laughs> you can go to a lot. Uh, and so you've got the typical ones that are out there. They're everywhere. Um, but the independent operators, uh, not so much. So you're probably going to see a lot of the same things and or some of those um, house brands since they're vertically integrated. Some of the brands, including house brands, um, in 2018, we saw 268 distinct brands. And then that's um, increasing significantly. So they're trying to diversify, probably trying to attract different types of people. Uh, and we see that here in Washington, too. So of the 440 active um, growers and brands, you see you know, they'll have 10 different uh, individual products that they're trying to brand individually. So fairly, fairly common uh, anywhere else. There's been some contraction though. They went up to Nevada saw as many as 378 brands. And then that's dipped down to about 353. So some work, some don't, uh, I guess they just kind of figure that fail fast. Some of the top brands like flower down there is Polaris rhythm. Some of the beverages are sip vape pen popularity is eightfold and, uh, Canada, uh, Canna, Canavative, whatever, I don't know. Edibles, Wild, Pre-Rolls, BAM, Alternative Medicine Association, and then Concentrates as Remedy. Some of the top topicals, Nordic Godless, uh, Tinctures as Camp, some of the topicals as Endo. But how much are they selling for? Looking at the average item price and average discounts, because you have to, I have to offer a discount, Basically, COVID destroyed 420 sales. It's not the number one day anymore. Tuesday, Friday, Saturday is offering 30% at the store down the street from my house. Average discounts are about 20%. I think that's too low. Uh, and in order to draw anybody in on, on 420, you need to offer 50 to 75% off, in my opinion. Otherwise, people aren't going to get off their their couch or whatever to go in when they can get 30 to 40% off. My brother-in-law was just telling me yesterday, he's able to get vape pens for 10 bucks, 40% off at a discount retailer. So when we're looking at pricing, we can see that average item price coming way down. Um, and even in Nevada, it shrunk 12% since 2021. And so they're experiencing some serious price compression along with the rest of the market. Nothing new there, but this year it's already, um, 16% higher than the rest of the U.S. So they can still have some room to kind of come down to meet that, that national average. And then with discounts, you're seeing the discounts have grown a little bit, just maybe 7%. So some of the discounts went from about 13 to 20%. And I think they'll continue to go up. Looking at average item price, you know, over the last year or whatever, um, you can see some of the some of that price compression falling across most categories with the exception of capsules and topicals and beverages that equalized price or cost per single unit. It's um, if you look at beverages, for example, the only category that's seen the price per milligram increase in the last year, uh, almost 30% tincture sublinguals on the other hand, down almost 40 flowers down almost 25. So their price per unit, um, is obviously shrinking or going down.
how much are people buying? That's kind of this uh, basket analysis. When you look at um, other baskets around the U.S., that margin has is, is gone down a little bit. So Nevada lost about 12.5% of its average basket size. So people are spending um, you know, almost 13% less than they were. So that's about $10 per visit per person on average that adds up significantly. So falling prices and growing discounts, um, are lowering those profits for retailers. What do those retailers actually want, though? When they go into the stores, um, you know, who are they? What do they want? Looking at them, who they are, the typical person um, in Nevada buying is, is millennials, and the that's what twenty five to fifty seven, I guess, is the the age for that. Um, they're slightly higher representative of female customers across all age groups when you compare other regions. So um, yeah, a lot more females in, in Nevada smoking. Another unique thing about Nevada, they're kind of pushing for uh, lounges right before COVID. They wanted to do alcohol and all this stuff. So three years of of COVID kind of gave people the, the, um, the notion to maybe just dial that down a little bit and then they just get it out. So this will be the first year where we'll see a lot. And uh, I think they're going to have like 40 consumption lounge licenses issued uh, this year and, um, or maybe 45, whatever. So it'd be quite a, quite a few. So that'll be interesting to see kind of how that rolls out. What's their, how do you make profit? If you're, if it's one thing for advertising or selling your own thing, that's one, that's one obvious way to make money. But the, Cannabis lounges I've seen have all failed because, you know, in Oregon, you couldn't serve food and and coffee, whatever. Um, so it's basically vending machine style food. So how, you know, then it's memberships or, you know, basically they need to figure it out. Uh, you can have events and you can do all these other event, uh, events and, and bring people in. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what Vegas does to kind of generate revenue and keep this business model open if you can't sell direct to the consumer. Nevada is a good Petri dish experiment to take a look at how some of the pain points in the industry are likely to converge on the consumer demand, falling prices, increased discounting that puts retailers in a tough position, uh, looking at um, more, more pricing compression coming out and what is those silver linings? How are people going to survive? You just kind of have to come back to the talking edge and find out. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like, their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.